are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I've got a Taylor Swift ticket giveaway. Well, not let me let me rephrase it. It's not a giveaway. I'm not just handing people free tickets, but I had someone come to me who is trying to sell tickets. So I'm opening it up to anybody. And we'll get to that along with Charity's episode last night, episode five of The Bachelorette momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. You're going to fall in love with truly decadent, healthy, and guilt-free chocolate. We all like chocolate, right? If you don't, maybe there's something wrong with you. Or not. Whatever the case, if you do like chocolate, wouldn't you want to have it guilt-free? That's what the Cacao Bliss is from Earth Echo Foods. Go to shopearthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Use promo code realitysteve for 15% off when you visit Earth Echo Foods. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, and you get 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. If you don't remember the URL, that's okay. Just go to anywhere you listen to your podcast. Go to the show description. Click on Earth Echo Foods. It'll bring you right to the landing page. Purchase your Cacao Bliss, purchase anything from Earth Echo Foods, and get you your 15% off. All right, so this is crazy. Here's the deal. I had a reader reach out to me last night, and this is a person that I I wouldn't say I know personally, but they are someone that attended my party, uh, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago? So I know who they are. This isn't just a complete stranger. They said... You know, long story short, they're basically looking to give away and sell their Taylor Swift tickets, and it's for SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles next Thursday night, August 3rd. They have sent me a screenshot of their tickets. They have sent me what they paid for them, and I'm telling you, they're going to take a little bit of a loss on this because they just want face value. Now, I can tell you that the tickets are in section 543, so it they are top deck tickets, and it's row eight. Two seats right next to each other, seats 14 and 15. So any, so here's what I'm going to do. Anybody that's interested in buying these, um, email me, steve at realitysteve.com. This is going to be a first come, first serve. I have, I have no idea if 15 people are going to email me this or nobody. Um, but these are face value, and if you look, Right now on StubHub or Ticketmaster, and you look at the 500 section of Taylor Swift tickets, you know what these are going for. They're over a thousand, but you're not going to deal with any taxes or fees because this is going to be a straight Ticketmaster transfer to you if you buy these tickets. And I will just put you in touch with her. You get your tickets and you go to the show next Thursday night. So anybody that's interested, it is going to be first come, first serve. The first person to email me that legitimately wants to buy these tickets. And if they email me and I put them in touch with this person and you Venmo them the money and they email you the tickets, then everyone else, you know, and look, I understand not everybody's going to get a chance at this. And I, and I have no idea how many of you listening to this are from LA or close enough to LA where you could get out there next Thursday. I have no idea, but I wanted to do this because this person wants to sell their tickets. I got to believe Somebody out there wants to go next Thursday night at SoFi Stadium. It's section 543, row eight, seats 14 and 15. Two tickets. They were going to do face value on the tickets. And, well, I mean, I'll tell you, they're $1,300 each. 
If you go on StubHub right now, 500 section tickets for next Thursday night at SoFi. Some are going for 1200 Some are going for 1500 This is before surcharges and taxes, which is going to be another 300 on each ticket. 1700 There's someone on there selling 500 section tickets next Thursday night for $3,200 each. <laughs> that person might want to lower their prices. I can't imagine anyone's paying 3200 for top deck, but whatever the case may be, $1,300 each. So $2,600. Section 543, row 8, seats 14 and 15 next Thursday night, SoFi Stadium, Taylor Swift. If you want those tickets, and I have seen the tickets, I have seen, they, this is all legit, just email me, say you want in, and then the first person that emails me, if it goes through and I put you in touch with this person and you purchase the tickets, that's it. That's all it's at. I just can't sit here and say who wants it most or whatever because I'm guaranteeing anybody that's interested wants it badly, you know? I, I, there's no sob story that it's going to go to the best. I just have to do first come first serve easiest way to do it. So, Hey, put it this way. I was going to buy these tickets, but unfortunately, honestly, the reason I'm not buying them is because I'm a concert snob. I just, I, I can't, I can't sit top deck at a concert. It just, it's going to lose, even if it Taylor and you know how much I love Taylor, you know how much I love the concert and whatnot. I just I can't do it. Anyway, let's get, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Bachelorette last night, Charities season episode number five in New Orleans, and I mean, I, I've got I've got some thoughts <laughs> of what we saw last night. So let's start with I mean immediately starts with Joey's date, and on Joey's date. They had some, is it tarot cards or tarot cards? It might be both. I think there's two different ways to pronounce that. I don't know. But, yeah, they had a little tarot card reading, and I just, look, I understand I've never done any sort of research on tarot card reading and stuff like that, but the idea of just flipping cards over and that's going to somehow tell you something about yourself because it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you came back 10 minutes later, if it's supposed to be about you, isn't it just wouldn't the same exact card slip over in the same exact order or whatever? And then if you came back 10 minutes after that, like, shouldn't it happen the same? It's, it's like going to a, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a psychic or whatever. Or. Yeah, some of the people people that have a those one of the, like a crystal ball in front of them and they scam you out of your money and they tell you about yourself and all that. Like if you went to one and then you went to a different one 20 minutes later and went to a different one 20, shouldn't they all tell you the same thing? You know, but that probably doesn't happen because it's not real. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, uh, I don't even know what they ended up the tarot card reader ends up saying about Joey and, and Charity, but um then they had poetry on the spot. I've never really seen something like that. You know, whatever. But clearly Charity is into Joey. So it more or less turned into what was going on back at the hotel, which is Sean and Tanner. Neither of them have had a one-on-one. -on -one. This is technically Joey's second one-on-one, -on -one, even though he was part of a group date where he got a bonus because he won the kissing date, so he got a nighttime portion. If you're judging the breakdown, that's not a one-on-one -on -one that Joey got. Joey was on a group date 
and he got bonus time. The one-on-one, that episode was, uh, that was, no, that wasn't Warwick. That was Aaron's. Aaron got the one-on-one and there were two group dates. So you wouldn't, so I understand what the guys were saying. Joey had one-on-one time with her, but it really wasn't a one-on-one date. He got bonus time on a group date. So it turned into the whole Sean and Tanner thing. And they get the date card and Sean and Tanner have a two on one in the bayou. And this goes back to what I said yesterday. And this was this was my this was just a mistake on my part. It was just dumb of me to immediately assume that it was a one on one. I knew there was a bayou date and I knew there was a date that took it place in between Joey and Dotton's date because before the season even started, I knew that there were four dates in New Orleans. And I told you this at the time. And then when Charity said in that, when she went to that Essence Festival in New Orleans, said I had two one-on-ones, I'm like, but man, I, I know there's a third one-on-one because there was a group date. You know, little did I think that they would throw a two-on-one in there in between a one-on-one and a one-on-one. The other thing is, hell, even if I knew before the season started, that Joey had a one-on-one, there was a two-on-one, and then Dotton had a one-on-one. If I knew there was a two-on-one in between them, I would have automatically assumed Aaron or Xavier was on it, and the other one was Sean or Tanner because I knew Sean and Tanner were the two that left in New Orleans. Why would I have ever thought in a million years they would do a two-on-one with two guys that Charity ends up keeping and then putting them on a four-person group date later on that night? It made no fucking sense whatsoever. So that was my mistake, immediately assuming that that third date in between Joey and Dalton's was going to be a one-on-one. My mistake. But I knew there was one because, well, I can't reveal sources. But I had New Orleans mapped out, just didn't know the names of the dates and didn't know two-on-one versus one-on-one. But what I just said in regards to Tanner and Sean, that was just pointless Like, look, let's not kid ourselves here. Charity knew before New Orleans even started, Sean and Tanner were going home in New Orleans. I don't want to hear that, oh, I need more time to think about that. She didn't need more time. She knew. So she has to, I want to say she has to take some of the blame, but I all know this is is all on production. She just has to go along with it. You know, let's call this for what it is. She was literally saying when they showed up for the Bayou date, like, hey, I understand you guys. This isn't ideal. So you tell them it's not ideal, but then you keep both of them. And later on in the episode, if the two on one wasn't ideal, hey, guys, here's a four on one. (laughs) Is that ideal? If the two on one wasn't, I'm guessing they probably hated the four on one. And Jesus, could you think of anything like. I don't know how well versed in this show Sean and Tanner are. I have no idea how big of a fans they are of the show, but those two had to know they were going home in New Orleans, right? They even commented on the fact that Joey got his second quote unquote one on one, even though we know it was just a the first one wasn't a one on one, but he got alone time with her and he got the first date in New Orleans and they and they knew that Dotton got a one on one his second in a row. Everybody that was left of those six guys had gotten a one on one date besides them and she puts them on a two-on-one and keeps them and then puts them in a (laughs) four-on-one like they had to know right and if they didn't sean and tanner then that's just your fault for not knowing maybe they did and maybe that's why they were frustrated maybe they knew in the back of their head she's literally dragging this out i know i'm not getting a hometown date 
But there's no way, even if Sean and Tanner were thinking that, even if Sean and Tanner said that in an ITM, there's no way the show's going to let Sean and Tanner say, yeah, I know I'm going home. There's no way she's picking me. It's just not going to happen. So a little bit is on charity. I blame production more, but that was painful because literally all they were doing was dragging it out. Charity knew and production knew before they ever got to New Orleans, Sean and Tanner were going home, period, end of story. So to put them on a two-on-one and then not even eliminate one of them and be like, yeah, I'm going to keep you guys. I need more time. No, you don't. (laughs) Please. Because when Sean went to Charity's room after finding out he was on the four-on-one date, he basically told her and he laid it out there, this is what I want, I think it would be great, hometown's all this, and she's just like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Well, what could have possibly changed from two days earlier? She knew two days earlier she wasn't feeling it with him. So it was just, it sucks. The whole thing sucked. It made no, it made no sense. And they were put on a date where, you know, Doughton gets to go back-to-back one-on-one dates, bungee jumping, a 10K Crescent Classic. Joey gets a horse carriage ride and a nice dinner. These guys get to go out to the bayou and hang out with Duck Dynasty? Like, that is what they get for their date? (laughs) Come on. I hope those guys saw right through it. So then Doughton gets his one-on-one date. The 10K Classic, the Crescent Classic, we knew of this date the day it happened. This was the first day when this date broke, and I tweeted it out that day. That was the first time anybody knew who Doughton was, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was when we first got his name was on that date because two days earlier when they arrived in New Orleans and they had that and that person tweeted out that group picture of them all sitting there outside of Cafe Beignet. We saw Dotton there and we knew it was Dotton, but we didn't know his last name at that point. So it was still a mystery. We knew Aaron. We knew Joey. We knew Tanner. We knew Sean. We knew. Do we know Xavier's last name at that point? Yeah, we knew Xavier's last name at that point. Did not know Dotton's last name at that point. Then he got the Crescent City date. And I'm almost positive that's when the day that was the day I found out his last name. And put it out there. But so that date was one of the more public dates of the season. And clearly they're into each other. And he's, you know, smitten with her and she's smitten with him and she's crying at dinner. And, you know, things were really good for them. I'm wondering if Doughton is like, hey, can I get a date that doesn't involve athletic activity? Guys, bungee jumping last week. He's forced to run a 10K this week. Obviously, they didn't run the 10K. They just kind of, I mean, the full thing. They obviously ran in it. We saw them jogging in their costumes and then, you know, giving beer and drinks and all that. (laughs) Did you see when Dotton got back from the date and Aaron is sitting there and Dotton is explaining the date? And before Dotton could even get the full title of the race out of his, Aaron's like, yeah, 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 the, the 10K Classic. Yeah, the Crescent Classic. We got it. It was just like Aaron was so pissed because Aaron had lived in New Orleans before. In case you didn't know, he wanted to remind everybody 17 times last night that uh, he has ties to New Orleans. So a little off-putting by him for sure. But Dotton comes back from his date, and then we get the whole, hey, here's the four-person group date. It's going to be Sean. It's going to be Tanner. It's going to be Xavier. It's going to be Aaron. 
And Sean just can't take it at this point. Goes right to her room, sits down with her, lays it all out there. And what she knew before they even arrived in New Orleans, she tells him right then to his face, I just can't. And she sends him off. And it is now a three-person group date with Xavier, Aaron, and Tanner. And we all know she gave she gave Aaron the rose first. Xavier talks to her, talks about being a little bit scared, essentially about being with one woman the rest of his life. Like that obviously will come back into play when we see the clip of her getting very mad at him during overnight dates, saying we're a week away and you don't even know what you want. So that's something with Xavier that has been shown in the previews numerous times. So she finally gives, you know, she sends Tanner away. She gives Xavier the rose and, you know, our hometown dates are set for next week, which, you know, we've known for what, uh, this was April, early April. So we've known for three and a half months now what, what, what last night's episode was like, if you follow along during filming, you've known this. So once again, this is not something that you should have been surprised by whatsoever. Last night, all you got to do was see more intimate moments uh, with these people. I think the line of the night last night, we've talked about this in the past. Charlene has gone over this and this was always her thing about the, I love you proclamations made on this show. You can say to somebody on this show, I love you. You can say to somebody on the show, I'm in love with you. You could say to somebody on the show, I'm falling in love with you. And you can say to somebody on the show, I, I can see myself falling in love with you. Well, Sean threw a new one at us last night. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently it was. Sean said, quote, I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you. <laughs> What? I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you. I. That if you dissected that sentence, I I wouldn't even know how to do it. There's three preposition, four prepositions in that sentence, right? In the process, in is the preposition of falling. Of is the proposition in love in the proposition again. Is with a proposition? I forget. <laughs> that whole sentence is a is a uh, English teacher's nightmare. I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you, Sean McLaughlin, McLaughlin. I don't know how you pronounce your last name. Please explain to us what the hell the hell, what in the holy hell that means. So, if you say to somebody, "I can see myself falling in love with you," but then you say to them, "I'm in the I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you. What happens in that process? What needs to happen or what needs to happen in that process to you get to the point where you are falling in love with them? And then how do you get from the falling in love with them to being in love with them? This is all fascinating stuff. And I don't think I've ever heard anything so ridiculous in my life. I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you. I I guess so. I, I guess so, Sean, because she wasn't close to where you were and she couldn't even get to your process. So she sent you home, which then in turn 
I, I got to believe, even though Tanner had an outside chance, again, this all is dependent on what Tanner knew about this show. How much he knew about this show, how much he knows about this show, and Tanner, he's, she's got two roses to give out on a three-person group date. The last two people get home downs. It's Aaron, who got the first one-on-one of the season. It's Xavier, who got his first one-on-one last week. And Tanner, who was put on a two-on-one with Duck Dynasty. So, yeah. He had to have known. And if he didn't, unfortunately, that was on him. So, anyway, that's where we at in last night's episode. Next week is Hometowns. And now we know, after last week's preview for the uh, remainder of the season, we know that Aaron gets sent home on uh, next week's hometown date. So, more stuff coming, hopefully, uh, later on this week. Um, And we just kind of take it from there. My column will be up on realitysteve.com in a couple hours from now, so check that out. But, again, as we started off this podcast... First come, first serve. If you are interested in two Taylor Swift tickets for next Thursday night, August 3rd at SoFi Stadium, 1300 each, 2600 total, flat. No fees, nothing. Top deck, row eight, seats 14 and 15. Section 532, right? Is that what I said? Uh, let me pull it up. Let me look at the ticket. Oh, sorry, 543. So you can look at that on a map. And just know it is, yeah, Section 500 is going to be at the top. But if you look at StubHub right now, which I did last night, these are the cheapest tickets you're going to find at SoFi next Thursday night. There are no tickets going cheaper than $1,300 at SoFi Stadium anywhere. So you're getting a deal. I mean, if you're interested, by all means, first one to email me. Um, I'll put you in touch uh, with this person. And like I said, this is legit. I have a screenshot of the tickets. I have a screenshot of what they paid for the tickets. So this is going to be a straight ticket master transfer between you and the person that contacted me. And as I told you, this person that contacted me went to my party two months ago. So I know who they are. I've met them in person. They're not screwing me over here. And plus I have, I don't have the tickets, but I've seen a screenshot of them. I'm looking at them. So they're not going to do that. So this is all legit. Let me know if you're interested. Steve at realitysteve.com. So first person to get to me uh, if you're hearing this. And if you're on the West Coast, I understand. You probably don't listen to my podcast unless you're up at 430 in the morning. But this is all I can do. I can't sit here and um, go through X amount of emails to determine who deserves it the most because I'm sure you all deserve it. I'm sure you all want to see her. I've ranted and raved about this show on how great it is. You'll love it. So I just got to go with whoever contacts me first. If it happens to work out, that person will get the tickets. If it doesn't or they, you know, forget what I said price-wise and they hear the price and they're like, oh, no, I don't want to pay that, just go into the next person in line who messaged me. That's all I'm going to do. So if you're interested, Steve at realitysteve.com. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. My column will be up on realitysteve.com in two hours from now, so check that out. Thanks again for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.